Project Esports Podcast. Today is going to be the power power duel of me and Dylan because James is still on his four-week rotation. And to be honest with you, I forgot to get a third guest host for today. So, I know I'm excited, Dylan, though. I feel like it's been a while since it's been just in you and me. I think we got a couple of good topics. And I think we might fight. I think I'm ready. I hope so. I'm ready to fight you. I mean, I've been thinking this for so long. Like, I've just been taking it The past couple weeks were too calm. It was too calm the past couple weeks. Yeah, today is the day where I take back my throne and no longer just take it, just let you guys kick me while I'm down. It is my day to come back. Well, no, here's how the dynamic works, right? Is we argue on stream. Yes. And then we, 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 we make the bets. And then off stream, very quietly, so no one actually knows, you win the bets all the time. Like oh, for, trust for me. Our, our, when our the year comes by and we start going into Prediction King, everyone will know where the dominance lies on this podcast. But oh, I have, like, no points. <laughs> honestly, I have not kept good enough. I need to go back and just start tracking those in old episodes because I've lost track of some of those bets we've done. But before we go on to the big topics today, I just want to do a little bit of housekeeping. As always, if you do have Amazon Prime, you can connect it to your Twitch Prime, push the little button up above my top right, actually right above Dylan, and subscribe to us. It means the world to us. We're going to start trying to roll out emotes. We're going to start doing more interactive stuff for the stream. So if you do subscribe, connect to Twitch Prime, that means the world to us. Gives a little bit of money in your pocket, which do giveaways and all that kind of stuff down the road. So please do do that if you have the opportunity. Otherwise, we do actually have an interview that went live over the weekend. It was supposed to go live on Thursdays. We had technical issues, so it went live on Saturday. But that does not mean it's not a great one. Uh, Dylan, tell us a little bit of what you guys talked about with Justin. Yeah, so basically we went into the the lawyer talk um, <laughs> of, of, of esports and gaming, um, which was really interesting because it's not something I know very much about. So most of the time it was just me like sitting in awe, just taking in all the info and um, being able to ask a couple questions. But yeah, we just talked about um, a lot of player representation, um, some contractual stuff on, you know, if a if young player is coming up and they want to get into esports, the best thing to do really is you got to get a lawyer. You got to start talking with a lawyer whenever you're talking with these teams to make sure that, you know, you have the best representation possible. And that's a lot of stuff we hit on. And then we also talked a lot about the um, the 2K League, um, which was really interesting. Yeah, it was definitely one of my favorite interviews. I was kind of sad I didn't get to make that, but you guys both did a great job. Justin was great to have on. So do go check that out. That's on uh, the GameHouse YouTube. That is on the podcasting platform. So pretty much wherever you're watching this, you're probably able to find that there right above or below this episode. So do check that out. Let us know what you think of that. We want to try to start doing more interviews in the future. So that's kind of our first one since we've kind of rebranded. And I think it was probably one of our better ones too. So I'm glad that kind of went well. But with that, Dylan, let's get into the news today. I mean, we need to talk about the Ohio State. That was very yeah. clear in the pre-show. It is the Ohio State. Yeah, so tell us what we're Ohio talking State about. University. So this one's, I'm not going to lie, just disclosure here. It's a little bit rough for me. Everyone knows who watches the show that I'm a Penn State boy. And unfortunately, a week and a half ago, we had a, we had a tough loss. We had a tough loss against the Ohio State University. But I love esports. I love gaming. And I love the podcast so much. I'm going to endure on that. I'm going to push through that so I can bring you the news, the hard-hitting news. The Your sacrifices news. will not be undocumented, I promise. Yes. Um, so basically what's going on with, uh, with OSU is that they just revealed that they're having a huge esports curriculum unfolding. And this is a really big deal for a couple of different reasons. One, it's a really old school. Two, it's a Big Ten school. And three, this is undergrad and graduate degrees and then also electives. This is like huge. It's across six different colleges with them. This is insane. Um, this is probably one of the biggest pushes in in collegiate esports in terms of like academics in a really long time. You have universities like UCI doing really amazing things out there. And I'm not trying to put UCI's uh, accomplishments down because the school is amazing what they're doing with esports. But this is truly special because it's a really old school and we're seeing you know, I, I guess the literal old school uh, coming around finally. <laughs> um, and this is really important because in the Big Ten, if a school like like Ohio decides to go, there's going to be a, it's, it's a domino effect at this point. Um, Penn State, Michigan already has stuff going on right there. Um, it's not as big, but I know they're, they're making pushes in esports. But, you know, all these Big Ten schools are going to have to follow suit because they don't want to get like, they don't want to fall behind because. Basically, they're in their, they're almost like they're in their own little bubble and they're looking at each other for what each other are doing. Oh, yeah. And they're trying to compete with each other. And so this, this could be a huge domino effect. And I think 
it's amazing and you know good good on ohio because it's something that i think is going to draw a lot of students there because getting a degree in esports is not you know really viable anywhere um especially at like a prestigious school like if you have a degree from there from from ohio it's it, it's kind of a big deal um it's oh, yeah. not like it's not just some small school out in the middle of nowhere it's the ohio state university and so i think it's a really good thing and this is something i think is going to pay off hugely for them this is going to be a big big payoff for them because they're going to get a ton of students who you know i not even just young students either i could for sure see some people who maybe they were players back in the day and they want to get back into the industry or you know maybe just some older you know older folks who dabbled in the industry and really want to buckle down in it um just going back to school maybe you know getting that that esports degree whether it be undergrad or graduate and you know trying to get into the industry that way this is this is a big deal oh yeah and just like so we're pulling all this information kind of from uh the official like news website of like the ohio state university so it's news.osu.edu whatever kind of like that but so a couple of the majors that they're including are going to be esports management game and art production which is pretty common game design pretty common programming but the business of games and even health and reha- uh, rehabilitation so like it's not just like okay we're going to teach you how to make games like they're not thinking of it just that way but they've talked about like the psychology and the nutrition of behind esports which is huge and becoming bigger each and every single day we have yeah just the business of games which right now there's not really like a video game marketing there's not anything kind of like that like that's not a major anywhere really it's always been game design game coding like art for games and stuff kind of like that it's never really gone on the business side or the nutrition side so i think that's what's a lot cooler for me because that speaks to me a lot more than like game design because why i think that's cool and i know how hard that is that's not where i'm at so saying like oh i could have gone and got like an esports marketing degree or an, like a minor in esports marketing or something kind of like that now that is really cool and something that you said that it's undergrad and graduate so if i wanted to go back to school after i graduate in december i can say oh i want to go get an esports management masters like that's just yeah. something that's crazy to me and that i know we've talked about this before way back last year like this is where we think it's going to go but actually seeing it happen and being at such a big school and being more than just a scholarship i think is super cool and i i do think i think the big 10 will be soon to follow and then i think after that hopefully you start seeing it spread out a lot more i'm sure uci i'm sure other colleges are already working on getting this out Ohio State's probably just the first one to really push it out officially. Yeah, I mean, the big thing right now is, I, I guess, is probably just UCI. I mean, I know they have a lot of online courses to get certificates in yeah. esports, but this is like a full-on degree. And um, it's really important because a lot of people who go into esports and want to go into esports are younger. And a lot of them have the mindset of, I want to be a coach. You know, I want to be, I want to be a coach. I want to go in there as a coach or sorry, a player, Yeah, player coach. but they're not going in as a coach. And, you know, a lot of people need coaches, you know, you need marketers. Um, you need those kinds of things. And I think marketing is like one of the big things that people need because yeah, you have people with marketing degrees and like know how to market, you know, e- even, even the closest thing is maybe just normal sports, right? Yeah. But you don't have anything as directed because if you go and you study like esports marketing specifically, oh my god you're gonna be so highly valued in the industry right now like you could like i i i don't want to like throw too much weight behind it but you can walk up to a lot of different companies and be like i have this very specific degree from like a big university and you know they're they're gonna hold you in pretty high regard yeah and you top that with a little bit of experience a little bit of knowledge and just passion i mean i think that's huge and like right now like i'm going for a marketing degree obviously i want to be in the esports industry that's why i do all that and, like, right now, I'm going against every other people, every other person in the United States that wants to be in the esports that has a marketing degree. Like, there's a lot of us, I'm sure. But if you get that a little more specialized, it's like, okay, no, not just all marketing, but for the last four years, I've focused on purely marketing for esports. So I'm going to know the actual strategies versus just theories of marketing in general. Like, just it being specific, I think, makes a world of difference. Like, kind of you were just saying, is that big school specific major yeah it's it's a big deal and seeing these come out more is i think only a matter of time i love it it would have been nice to have this happen before i went to college but yeah, of course yeah of course but it's still cool to see and for the future and all that kind of stuff and for anyone young like i do like the idea that encourages that there's more than just players in 
esports. Like there's coaches, there's staff, there's everything else that needs to run a business. And no one thinks about that. Well, not no one, but a lot of people think, I just want to be a pro player. And they don't think about anything else. So anything else you want to kind of add on that? I think, yeah, I mean, of course, they're building a state-of-the-art arena, which a lot of schools are doing right now. They do offer scholarships. But I just think kind of rolling out the full majors and academia, graduate, undergraduate, is really the big thing that differentiates them. Because everything else we've kind of talked about here and there, but that's kind of the, that they're doing it all and not just one part here and there. Yeah. Um, the only thing I have to add on is just shout out to all those really, you know, um, smaller universities who had the flexibility to do this over the past couple of years. Like the past four years, a lot of small universities were able to kind of take on their own esports programs and, you know, get uh, scholarships out to students and all that. And shouts out to them because without them making the really big push um, in those schools, we for sure would not have this in any of the big schools. They, would, oh, yeah. they wouldn't have even thought about it unless these other universities really made the pushes for it. So because of them, we're going to see the flood of like, I'm sure almost every university having something like this. Yeah. 10, 15 years. I think it's going to be, I think it'll be maybe not a hundred percent, but I think it'll be, not uncommon. I think it would be common to find a university yeah. like, oh, they have an esports program. Just kind of like sports marketing is now getting to the point where even the smallest universities have it. I think it's going to be like that in 10, probably 10, 15 years for esports marketing. Like, it'll be a common major, which I think for is sure. cool. But yeah. with that, I mean, congratulations to The Ohio State. I know we're both not a big fan of the school, but they're doing really cool things for esports. So awesome for that. But to kind of move on to the next topic, which isn't quite as fun and cool. It's kind of talking a little bit more about toxicity and I wouldn't say f not favoritism, but just they're not really stopping toxicity doing this. So League of Legends, so kind of the esports side of League of Legends, just put out kind of a statement saying that they are issuing fines and warnings to 16 different professional players, a lot of which, if not all of which, are in Worlds right now. So pretty much what they did is they went through the solo queue and kind of how they've been playing, looking at their chat logs, uh, game logs, all that kind of stuff, and found out that you 16 are being toxic, you're intentionally feeding, you're just not being what you should be as a professional player for the game. So 12 of them, which included Sven Skarin, Perks, um, Rookie, uh, Comet, a couple other players, were all issued warnings saying like, hey, you guys weren't that bad, but like, you keep this up, we're going to suspend you, we're going to fine you, like, it's going to be a lot worse. And then four different people, um, which were, let me see, um, Uzi, The Shy, Diamond Prox, and I Love Uve, I think is how you say the fourth one, um, were all issued fines. Um, three of them were just kind of being toxic and just showed a lot of kind of just bad-mouthing to their teammates and other team. And then Uzi was doing that to a far extent and also was account sharing or bought an account for someone else pretty much playing an account that wasn't his originally so we got fined two thousand dollars for that so i mean toxicity in league especially but esports in a whole is nothing new but i think it's kind of i think it would have been a much bigger deal if they issued a suspension here even for one series in worlds especially for like uzi like the four players that got fined I think people are going to disagree with this, but I think by not actually doing any kind of real repercussion, these 16 players aren't going to really change much. I don't think this is going to do anything for Uzi. $2,000, sure, you're not making millions and millions like in traditional sports, but you're still making enough money where $2,000, he'll probably make streaming, like, in no time. So, like, that's not a big hit for him. But if you were to spend even just Uzi, who was pretty much the biggest talk of all of this, for one series or even half a match of game of game five, like I think that would have been a big thing. Like, oh shit! Like, this, oh, I'm sorry. Um, like, oh crap! Like, this is a lot bigger than just me. Now this is hurting my whole team. So, like, what do you? I mean, do you agree with this? I mean, do you think a suspension is too far? But like, no, toxic from your top players, it should not be something that's acceptable. No, I I don't think it's acceptable at all. I mean. Uh, this is definitely going against, uh, I, I would guess maybe some of my older core values, um, <laughs> in gaming. Cause I, I always thought, you know, trash talk was, you know, something that's like critical to gaming and, and, and like competitive stuff. Um, but no, I, I, I think I have 
kind of changed my mood um, definitely over the past couple of years. I don't think that has any place, especially in a game like League of Legends, um, something that's franchised, something that's, you know, very well packaged and put together as, you know, the height of like gaming entertainment. I don't think it's something acceptable. And, you know, these, these guys are making a lot of money and they're putting a lot of work into the game. They can learn to not be toxic. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not, it's not that hard. I, I think just because of the timing of like, uh, of, of where league is right now, I, I, I don't know about like suspending or anything, but like, I, I would be for a suspension, you know, cause like, cause like it's more of a message at this point. Cause like, yeah, a thousand, two thousand dollars isn't that big to them or whatever. So like, it's, it's whatever, but like that fine is still like a, you're sending a message to players like yeah we're no and i get that and yeah and, and like even hicken kind of in the chat is saying like yeah a suspension during worlds may be too far i guess but like sven scaren he had an issue maybe even a fine back in 2014 it's been four years and he still clearly hasn't reformed i mean you see taiwan reformed in about a year and a half but over four years sven scaren is still getting two different problems like it's Maybe not years, Uzi. Though. This seems to be Uzi's first big problem. But, like, I think Sven Skaren should have got more. He said, oh, well, there's been so much time between the two kind of events that, like, we didn't top it on top of that. I think that should be a bigger deal. If you're still being toxic four years later, that's a lot bigger deal than if it's your first time being called out for that. I mean, it depends. It depends. If he had, like, consistent toxic behavior over the four years, then I would totally be down for that. But if it's something like some toxicity popped up four years ago and then some popped up now it, I, I can i can kind of understand that i can sympathize a little bit and you know i i totally agree not just because it's in worlds but you know if it's their first offense then yeah you know what uh maybe not a suspension depending on how toxic they were maybe not a suspension but if this attitude keeps up then like definitely lay on the suspensions whether it's worlds or not like if if one of these dudes ended up saying something or being toxic again for sure. It doesn't matter if it's in Worlds. Hit him with the suspension. Yeah. Um, I don't have too much to add. I just kind of want to talk a little bit about that suspension. Because I'm like, I think, and I don't think you want to take away 16 of the best players. Or even four. I mean, Uzi's a huge name. And you don't, I know you're not as familiar with that. But I think Uzi even sounds familiar to you from James and just kind of hearing about it on esports. Like, if you take him out from RNG, like, no one looks forward to that. That's just one game that, like, RNG isn't going to play as well. There's not going to be as many people watching. It'll be controversy. Like, that's you know not that's good, good for anyone. No, it is. It is good. Because, you know what? If you if you do that, right? So, say, say if Uzi was, like, saying some real heinous stuff, right? He was, he was saying some really loaded words, right? Hit him with the suspension, you know? Because if you do that, then the players are going to be upset on, on his team because you're getting rid of one of the best players. The coaches, the staff are going to be really upset at him. The fans are going to be really upset. And people are going to look at it and go, wow, I shouldn't say these things or else I'm going to screw over my entire team and the fan base. And you know what? We'll teach them a lesson. I Give feel like we just lesson. flipped positions here. That was just what I was saying. And no, I'm yeah, like, no, oh, maybe we, not. No, no, yeah. We just switch. We, no. Yeah, no, we switch. But you know what? Give, 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 it, give it to them like that because, I mean, it, it, it depends because there's levels of toxicity. If you're being a little toxic, then yeah, hit him with something small. But like, if, if you're really going in on it, then yeah, you know, make him i don't want to say make him pay for it and like obviously like it's it's going against the fans a little bit and that sucks but you know maybe next time you won't say those things yeah and i just think i just think when you're at that high of a level while they're a streamer and we'll talk a little bit kind of more about being high level and being just kind of aware of what you're doing later on in the show too but i just think when you're at that level you just kind of always need to be aware and like and if you're having a really bad day like I will sometimes be a little more toxic than I should when I've lost a couple games or I'm getting tired towards the end. Like, I get that from here and there, but, like, I'm some bronze five, like, scrub. <laughs> You're at the top of the world, and people are going to be looking at you no matter what, and you shouldn't be toxic at any level, but when you're at the top of anything you do, you just need to be more careful because people are going to look. And, of course, they know. I mean... They made it sound like this is something that they do all the time. Like, this is not something uncommon for Riot to go back and check game logs and chat logs and all that kind of stuff from the top players. Like, this isn't uncommon. So you should know this is coming and even know even more. Like, you can't get away with this. So that's kind of my bigger thing. But with that, we'll kind of move on a little bit more of kind of world's news and just kind of going through that. James isn't here today. We're not the biggest, biggest league guys. I can talk a little bit about it. But 
Group stages are about to start. They will be starting on Wednesday the 10th. And the playing stages are finally all done. Um, the four teams that are moving on are going to be TG2, G-Rex, Edward Gaming, and Cloud9. Love to see Cloud9 going there. They did amazing in the play-ins, a lot better than I think a lot of people expected them. Undefeated through all of play-ins, which was ridiculous. It gives us false hope for NA. I really do believe that. They're going into an incredibly hard group there. And I guess I don't have too much. I know we don't have much to add to this conversation, but... I loved watching the play-in stages. I loved seeing um, there seemed to just be a lot of excitement for not even just Cloud9. Obviously, Cloud9 was doing really well in the play-in stages. And that seemed just to kind of leak, at least for NA fans, onto all the other games because they wanted to watch more. And I think that's something that is really nice when you see an NA team or even EU teams doing well is that that makes you want to watch more. When your team's doing well, I want to watch more. I think that's something you can even relate to. Like, if yeah. Cloud9 didn't win a single, if they started 0-4, I'm not going to go want to go watch more Worlds. I'm like, my team just got dumped on. Like, this isn't fun for me. But seeing them do so well, and even if they don't make it out of that group stage, I think it was really fun to watch them. And I don't know. I'm excited for a group stage kind of go on. That goes on from the 10th to the 17th, and then quarterfinals and all that kind of on. We'll talk more about that next week when James is finally back. We'll get some of his... Proact, preactive, proactive opinions about what he thought about all this. Yeah, I'm the, sure, the real league talk. Yeah, James he's been here. dying to talk about some of this. Of course, he misses the first four weeks of Worlds um, for his work schedule, but he'll be here for the important part, so that's all that really matters. But do you have anything to really add? I feel bad brushing over such a big topic right now in esports, but we're well, not the guys we want to hear talk he, about. Yeah, but I, I think you know C9 going through is really good. I mean, people love them right <laughs> i love i love yeah i know yeah. they have a lot of really great fans and i mean like it's it's fans that expand not just in league but like across the board yeah um just london uh for overwatch they're they're owned by cloud nine right i mean a lot of the cloud nine fans that also watch both games they're down with them too and they have a lot of dedicated fans and because you have so many fans across the board i mean you have to have a good organization right yeah so i mean good for them um paying like you know their hard work's paying off and it's yeah. worlds now so i mean uh, we'll see good luck. we'll see what happens next yeah good luck yeah next week yeah next week we'll talk a little bit about that hopefully what group stage group stage kind of be getting towards the end next monday when we're doing our episode so we'll have a little bit of a recap of what's kind of going on and where people are standing so next week tune in for a little bit more league talk this week we're kind of going to brush over that until we get someone that can really give you the hard-hitting facts but with that let's kind of jump into another kind of not toxicity issue, but just not paying attention to what's kind of going on. Um, yeah. So we're gonna talk about Trihex. So anyone who doesn't know who Trihex is, um, he got his claim to fame um, speed running um, Yoshi's Island, which is oh, insane. Really? Yeah, Yoshi's Island is a really intensive speed running game. Um, so his big thing is that he he has a camera that shows him with the controller. Um, and he always has like a rag on his other thigh and like because it's like a really really intensive game to play because like you you have the mechanic of like when you're Yoshi or whatever you're shooting eggs and it like there's like a little a thing that that it, it it's like an egg shooting mechanic it's really crazy he like this this level of like APM is like Starcraft levels it's actually insane so um, if you haven't seen him speedrun before just like look up Trihex uh, super or uh, yeah um, Yoshi's Island too. Sorry, there, there's there's a longer. It's like Super Mario, Super Mario Island or so, something like that. I don't remember. It's a Mario game, but it's it's Yoshi's Island. Um, it's really good. It's a really good uh, Super NES game. It is fantastic okay. It's a SNES but... game. That was way before my time. Oh yeah, no, but it's uh, he's insane at it. Anyways, um, people outside might know him um, as the Tryhard Emote on Twitch. So that's his like weirder claim to fame that he's more famous for because he's an emote on Twitch too, um, a global emote. Um, so anyways, anyways, what happened the other day is he's playing some games with his friends and he dropped the F word. And now I'm not talking like a normal F bomb. I'm talking about the F bomb, the three letter F bomb. And oh, I thought um, it was okay. I thought it was a six one, but oh, no, 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 no. I think it was just a three. Okay. Um, but regard regardless, he still used the word, um, and he got banned. 
and he instantly like posted on Twitter and was like, you know, I was playing some games with friends and I said this word and honestly, I really shouldn't have said it. I'm really sorry. And that was it. You know, we don't know how long he's gonna be banned for. Um, it's probably not gonna be a super long time, but we are seeing streamers get banned more and more often for, you know, using this kind of language. And I just wanted to bring up the point that I think it's a really good thing. And I think most of the community agrees. And I think that's pretty awesome. Um, Twitch recently has been getting a little bit harder on their code of conduct. And, you know, sometimes, you know, people like Trihex who, you know, he's a really good guy. He's really good. He's really nice. He's a po really positive member of the community. But unfortunately, you know, he said this before and he just has some bad habits from, you know, the old days. And I think, you know, that's a problem that a lot of us have. And, you know, this is just a good way to kind of reinforce that we're getting rid of a lot of those habits. And this kind of just reinforces it. Like, you know, yeah. it, keeps us, it keeps us sharp, keeps us on our toes, make sure that, you know, the, the, the habits that we used to have aren't coming back. And we're kind of moving on from that. And I think it's a really good thing because not only is it making um, a lot of us who had the bad habits, you know, for sure cut them out um, of our vocabulary for the better, but it's also keeping newer members of the community from even getting into that. And I think it's a really good thing. And like I said before, the like, you know, most of the community is not up in arms about this. If this happened like five years ago, oh my oh, God, yeah. Twitch would be burning down to the ground. Um, you know, people just like going off about it, but you know, this is, it's a different time now and yeah. it's a good thing. It's a good thing. And I'm really like proud that the community isn't exploding except live stream fails, but they're toxic. They're make, they're, they're the most toxic thing ever, but yeah whatever no and I, I do kind of agree with that i'm like so i'm not condoning the word by any means but i hope he's not suspended for too long because everything i've heard and read about like he's not a bad guy and like he did not mean it super derogatory because it was going towards a friend it's not like he was insulting someone with it like it's not a good you, ne you should not use this word in any way but i just think that a couple weeks of ban it's like okay like don't do this ever again, or it gets more severe. I mean, if this happens again, kind of the toxicity chat kind of going on. A suspension, a kind of a short ban like that, you get it through. It's like, this is a big streamer. People know who this is, and even he can be affected. It gets it by. And he comes back. He's like, guys, I'm not going to do this again. I'm sorry. Kind of what he's doing right now. Everyone seems to be doing this very professionally. No one's getting upset. Everyone's being understanding. They know why this is not okay and why this happened. I mean, if he was never unbanned, I don't think anyone would super question it because it is against a code of conduct. Like, this is not acceptable anymore. But I don't think the world would think Twitch is a huge hypocrite if they let him back on as long as he's like, okay, like, I'm sorry I did this. I'm not going to do this again. I realize yeah. this is gone. And it, and it fits it fits in their, their policy, too, that, like, this is not a recurrent thing for him. So, like, I, I think it goes one week, one month. And then perma. I think it's like uh, I think they do the three strike strikes or out kind of deal. Yeah. Um. But so this it should just be a week because I don't think he he this hasn't happened to him before. So it's just going to be a week. So it's not. I mean, it is a lot. It, it, it's a lot because he's a streamer and that's like. Yeah. This is what he does, but like um, it's just a week. You know, he'll he's gonna he's gonna survive. It's not. He's he's not gonna you know lose out too too hard for this. So yeah, and this is something that we can kind of loop back to what we were talking about earlier with kind of League of Legends stuff. And this isn't exactly esports related, but I feel like live streaming is so integrated with esports at a point that it's just important to bring this kind of stuff up is that whether you're a professional player at the top of your game or you're a huge Twitch streamer, you just need to be so aware of what's going on. Like even we, like it's it's so hard not to let it slip out, but you need to think that you need to put in the extra work to make sure it doesn't. Like, even me, I'm trying to cut back on swearing. I and mean, you caught me earlier this stream. I swore once. I'm like, oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. I take that back. Like, that happens. It comes out. But you need to still get to the point when it's your profession. It's your life. Like, we do this once a week. And, like, I'm still trying to work on that. I'll kind of redact it and kind of stuff like that. He does this every single day. And, like, he should know. And even Ninja had that one slip up earlier. Um, I think it was even earlier this year, last year, when he said the N-word on stream when he was rapping or whatever. Like... You just need to be so aware of everything you're doing when you have that so many people watching you that you're expected to do more. It seems unfair. I guess some people could say because you have more people viewing you that you're under more scrutiny. But you're getting paid so much for doing what you're doing right now. So I think 
yeah i just think when you're that high you need to pay attention and and like i i think it's even outside just like you know really big streamers i think you know this is something everyone should do like everyone should kind of watch themselves because like you know everyone's words have power like not 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 just like people who are streaming to thousands and thousands of viewers but you know someone sitting in their room with two of their friends you know you still have an effect over people with words that you say so um you know whether you're you know at the very top of your game or you're just hanging out with your friends i think you know the words that you say are important so just like be mindful of it and the big thing is like you were saying like it's really hard to not to let slip out and yeah sure that's a problem for like um people who grew up in a time of you know where we said a lot of those things but the thing that we're doing is you know we're really trying to change the culture so that the next generation it just doesn't even cross their mind yeah. for that word to like come out so when i think when we have kids like that word will be so out of date that no one would even like it just wouldn't be and i think i even think that word and a lot of words like that are very much on the out like i think five ten years that's just gonna be so outdated people are gonna look down on it so much against those who are actually using it as hate speech but just kind of a normal like joking kind of manner it is just going to be so outdated that this issue hopefully shouldn't be that much longer i mean i'm sure other words will come up unfortunately but like that kind of chat is going away and everyone as a whole is cracking down on it more so i just i just think as a whole this kind of issues are going to be less and less in the upcoming years months all that kind of stuff hopefully yeah but Anything else we add on this? Just kind of another one. I think we talked about some of the points from this article and the earlier one is kind of talking about being yeah. a high level, paying attention to what's going on. And we we, we talk about like the same theme of this. Oh, too much, unfortunately, especially with the Overwatch League when when it was going on last season. So hopefully, crossing our fingers, you know, we're gonna finish we're gonna finish the the end of the quarter very well, and we'll get into 2019 to not have any more of these issues. We'll see. We can pray. We'll see. We'll see. But with that, you did mention a little bit of Overwatch League there. We have some rumors. You have your jersey on. I should have worn my jersey for this. But this is is a rare sighting. This this is going to be a rare sighting because, um, like I said before, DC has an Overwatch League team. This is going to get retired. No names though. I don't care. It's DC. I got to rep them. The second that jersey goes up on their site insta buy insta buy and i'll wear it i'll wear it on i'll wear it on the stream i'm hyped i'm so hyped about that anyways anyways yeah but so we actually got this so i actually found this first through social media from goopy noopy no canoopy is how he said his name i saw a tweet earlier it was connor he's one of the guys from uh the game house he's on the overwatch the watch house podcast which is on tuesday nights um and he kind of shared this this was a post put on to reddit from um competitive overwatch and apparently it was just some girl that found this Chinese tweet kind of announcing the Overwatch League. There's no English version, like nothing's confirmed or anything kind of like this. But it just seems so specific that I do believe it's true. So all this could change. We could be wrong. But this is information that could be coming up and hopefully is going to be announced coming up soon. But so the new season is going to be starting on February 15th 2019 it's a friday um oh i guess it'll be thursday for us because that's in beijing um it'll still have four stages but each one of them will be five weeks long there'll be 28 matches per team throughout the entire season teams will play anywhere between zero to two games a week so they can play zero one or two which is a little different from last week where every team played two games every week unless there's occasional buy um paris toronto DC and Atlanta will be joining the Atlantic Division. And Vancouver and the Chinese teams, I'm not going to say their names, are all joining the Pacific Division. So there's no new division like we thought there might be, which we'll see how that kind of plays out. But they changed that up in the way that first place in each division will qualify for playoffs. And the next highest four ranked teams, regardless of division, will go into playoffs. Um, two team, two more teams will play out, qualify for playoff rounds in a wild card region after the regular season. So it's now going to be 18 playoffs versus 14 playoffs. Um, and each week a team could play two to, zero two matches. The midseason break will be longer, 
and then All-Star Weekend will be between Stage 2 and 3 versus after, and it's going to be a longer event and break. So that's kind of a lot of information I just kind of threw at you with all that. It does get rid of some of our old predictions, but I mean, what are your kind of initial thoughts to all this? I, I love everything I'm hearing so far. Um, it doesn't. Okay, first of all, I wish it would start sooner. I know. I want. <laughs> that, yeah, I want it's like I fun. wanted to start tomorrow. So bad. Um, but the big gripes I have is that it doesn't feel clean. Like, yeah, like I guess it's all fine. It's just like I don't know. I wish there was maybe another division, you know, with wow. you know, make it a little bit smaller. But when when does three divisions cleaner. work? There, huh? Three divisions would make everything so much less clean. I feel like. Well, make four then. I don't know, dude. <laughs> like, like, get some more divisions smaller. I, I don't know. Um, and then like the the dynamic matches, like between like zero and two, is ah, I, that feels a little bit weird to me. I don't know, because it's like some sometimes you're like, oh, my team's playing twice this week, and sometimes it's like, well. No games this week. Well, I feel like that's uh, how baseball is, though. I mean, they could be six games one week. Oh, baseball and... sucks. <laughs> okay, now. <laughs> I'm not a big baseball guy, but, like, it's just a I'll comparison. But I'm just saying that I, I don't feel like that format's uncommon. I think no, no, that no, cuts no, back uncommon. on the requirement of watching two games every week. I mean, I'd rather watch, like, one game some weeks than zero games every other week. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather have... Two one zero two one zero two one zero then two zero two zero two zero. What about just one? Then the season gets so much longer. I feel like, well, or you cut back on the matches. I mean, twenty eight matches. I feel like is a good amount. I don't know how many were played this last. Oh, Shanghai went forty and zero, so they're cutting back twelve games from each team. Yeah, no, that's good. Um it's so it is five so it's still five weeks each um that's okay i guess i like i was still a big proponent of having it like be less stages and maybe draw it out a little bit more um i don't know like this is okay it feels it feels too much like the same well yeah you're not just gonna change the entire format of a well-functioning league change it up but it's working it's not like it's failing it's not like make it work better I think if I think that if you change the league format while introducing six new teams, no eight new teams, it's could a reboot. cause issues. It's a good reboot. It's not a it's season two. Why does it need a reboot? We did we did it. Project <laughs> Esports season two. Yeah, well, we didn't have hundreds of thousands of people watching it. We could though. We could. Oh my goodness! I don't know. So I'm happy with this. I like how they changed the playoffs. Because now it is going to be the best teams now. So yeah. it's going to be the best team from each division. So I love to see that because obviously the best team from each division should get in. And that's kind of how it works. But then the number two seed, which is just horrible in like, let's say the Pacific division, should not get in over three teams in the Atlantic division that are much, much better. So I love that kind of format. These are the best teams get in. You're going to be getting the best Overwatch each stage playoffs versus just the top two teams that even if one division is much weaker than the other, now the best teams are going to be in every single week. And the eight-week playoffs, I mean the eight-team playoffs, I do like a lot more. I like kind of dragging that out a little bit more versus I'm, I'm sure these are going to have to, have to play it over two or three days while the old playoffs, the first all those first-round games were played on top of the Saturday games, and then the championships are on Sunday. I feel like these playoffs will probably get a whole week dedicated now, which will be fun. They'll be spread out a lot more. I feel like those will be more entertaining and drawn out, kind of what you're hoping so. So while the normal stages will probably be five weeks, there'll probably be a whole week of playoffs. So each stage is really going to be six weeks now versus five. So I it is a lot of the same, but I do feel like there are still going to be different things going on here. There's so many new additions of teams. The dynamics going to be much different. I like how playoffs are doing. I wish All-Star Weekend was afterwards still. I just like having more Overwatch after everything is done. But I guess they're just going to separate the breaks between seasons more now. Which, 
and and like to be fair i was i mean like um they are i mean it is good you know i was being a goober a little bit but i think they're addressing one of the most important issues that are is actually really affecting players and that's just the constant playing of games um so with them having a little bit of a break i really really appreciate blizzard actually pushing for that and the overwatch league you know pushing for that as well because this is something that the players actually really really needed um because there was huge huge issues with them just getting in completely burnt out we saw this from a ton of different players saying just you know it's too much we can't handle this so the fact that hopefully it was them listening to them and not just luck you know of things aligning but hopefully they're actually listening to the players and making these changes because this is the actual change that really needed to be made yeah this is totally off topic but something i want to bring up because we have plenty of time still but so rng they're a league of legends team they're a really really good league of legends team I saw this somewhere, so some of my information may not be totally correct, but like a good amount of it was. I think they brought like 50 people in, and for a week, they put them through the exact training and like playing format that the League of Legends team goes through for one week. And I think like 80% of them admitted to being like depressed afterwards. Three or four of them had mental breakdowns and stuff like that. So I do think that the grind and how much playing and effort these teams go into, people on the outside don't understand. I don't think you and me even understand how much that burnout is, how much effort these guys put into each and every day. And playing 40 games, I think cutting back 12 games is going to be a lot more. There's going to be bye weeks now. Like I just think there's just going to be so much more, and I think the gameplay is going to be better because when these teams come, they're going to come and hopefully be at 100% every single time rather than playing, oh, we're on our fifth week of playing two games. I mean, yeah, but playing two games, like, it's just so much on them. So I do yeah, love that. Yeah, and I guess that is the really good thing about the dynamic games of, like, between zero and two is, like, yeah, sometimes you have a really intense week of two games, but sometimes you have zero games, and then you can kind of just focus on scrimming and stuff, and even though it's always really intense for the players, it's kind of like a free week a little bit, or at least a freer week for them. Yeah, so... I do like a lot of the changes they're making, and I'd love to see what kind of the Watch House guys have, because I'm sure they're going to talk about this tomorrow, so do turn into that, kind of see some of their opinions and what they're thinking about that too, but I'm liking what I'm hearing. I want it to come sooner. I miss the Overwatch League so much. Contenders have started. I've watched some of that, but like, I miss my LA Valiant, and I'm very upset at them. You need to put out more gear. I'm willing to drop so much money on stuff if you start putting out some street fashion, kind of like what um, 100 Thieves about to put out a very cool fall line that I'm probably going to spend $100 on later this week. Like, we need to talk about street fashion in over, like in esports. I need more. Uh, okay, so here's the deal. Right? I need more. Here's the deal. Some of it's good. Some of it, yeah, some, I'll give that. Some of it, some of it, a little bit late to the game. You know, some of this fashion, you know, the floral prints. Yes. Dude, that's years ago, dude. Okay, that, but would you that, still not rock ago. that? I would still rock that. Okay, I'm not denying it's cool, but yeah. you gotta stay up on the trends. You I know? do agree with that, but like, something's better than nothing. I mean, LA Valiant have nothing but the official Overwatch merch. Like, so many other Jack teams, or just even if it's normal t-shirts and stuff kind of like that. Like, teams need to go above and beyond for merch, because that's where you're making your money, first off. No, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, a, a lot of this stuff, like, even, even we saw it from Worlds, you know? Worlds is having interesting merch, you know? Yeah, I, buy, I bought... interesting. I'm barely in the league, and I <laughs> I bought the uh, crew neck just because it looks cool. Like, you make cool stuff, people that are interested in it will buy it. If you make it, the nerds will buy it. I promise you, Overwatch teams, LA Valiant, listen to me. I'll design it for you if you want. It'll be bad-looking. It'll be ripping off the Outlaws flower hoodie, but I'll buy it anyways. Yeah, and I, I think they show that like having merch that's interesting beyond just the jersey and the t-shirt goes a yes. long way. Actually yes. really does go a long way because like if the team, if, if like uh, if, if DC came out, right, and they're like, hey, this is our team, by the way, we have a sick pair of joggers. Do you want them? I would instantly. You buy. have an obsession with joggers. I realize They're that. They're so comfy. You always talk about joggers when merch. No, comes because up. no one sells them, and I just want them because they're comfortable. I want to be able to rep my team. I get that. I mean, I'm not gonna like disown you for that. But like, when the League of Legends were to win up, like, look at those joggers, dude. <laughs> they were cool. <laughs> 
Okay, but okay, but w- speak me of when do you think we're gonna get these team announcements? So free agency opened up today. So now anyone can sign anyone. There's no more restrictions for just new teams or anything kind of like that, which I feel like not much really happened. I don't know if they're waiting to announce rosters until when they announce their team names. Like the Overwatch over the Atlanta Overwatch team just made their Twitter today. Yeah. Okay. So here's the deal. They just made it today, but, 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 but. I followed it. I think they might have revealed their team colors. What's well, it's black and red. I'm sure. No, you know what I'm saying. Like everything there is like pretty themed, um, with the same colors, like black, red, and like that that white color. That's whatever, just Atlanta which... colors in general, though. I feel like. No, but they're they're following it, right? Yeah. They're, they're that's, be following that's the Shanghai's colors already. It might be a different red. Must be. Must be. Um, but regardless, regardless, I think teams are going to start revealing hopefully soonish. I would say um, if it is going to be February, we're oh, going to see yellow. a team. We're going to see um, beginning of December. I'll call it. Prediction King, beginning of December. So before the 15th. Before the 15th of December, we will start seeing um, designs, logos, all that. I will and take that bet and say it'll happen. You get any day after that December 15th, I will say it'll happen before. If there's a tweet that's already gone out of the announcement of the information for Season 2, there's going to be an official NA one coming very soon. And I think teams are going to start following suit there. So I say before December 15th, all teams Ooh, no, will no, have no, their no, 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 no. My prediction was beginning of December. So be- December 1st. You said 15th. No, no. I said like 15th as the latest. Okay. I'll take before December. Okay. You really think before December? Yes. All right. I think we will get one, two team announcements before the end of this month. You think so? Like I'm talking names and logos. Yes. Dang. That's a bold prediction. I think it's going to be Toronto. And I think it's going to be Washington, D.C. Okay, calm down on the very specific predictions. Hot you takes. don't get extra points for that. But, Hot takes. Um, I do think I, I do think it's probably gonna it, it is gonna be uh, before the end of the year though for sure. Yeah, I think so. It makes um, sense just because you get the time you know, to build hype, sense to get the gear, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it it keeps the hype going until February because you know they're starting to pick up players, and once players start really getting picked up, they can reveal the logo, they can reveal the team names and stuff, right? Then it carries on for a little bit. You reveal the rosters, carries on a little bit, and then boom, you're right into the season. You're ready to hype it up. It's it's a it's a good level of hype that keeps going through. And then at the beginning of the season, you have a bunch of fans who are hyped for the players, the teams, and like all the designs and stuff. So. They're pretty much just waiting for their introduction videos to finish at this point, I think. Because teams are most teams have probably been signed already. Because all those teams had that exclusive window to sign players. So there's not much of a reason for them to be signing players right now because they should already have their full rosters by now. So right now, they're probably shooting um, their introduction videos because every other team in the Overwatch League had one when they came out. So they'll release that, the logo, all that kind of stuff. And I think if they finished signing players a week or two ago, they're probably uh, they're working on getting players over to L.A. though. So you might be right. But I'm sticking with my prediction. Yeah. I, I I don't did, okay so um originally um did they announce the team names and logos and everything with the player rosters at the same exact time because I thought it was I thought it was disjointed I thought they revealed um team names and all that and then the rosters came after see I don't remember I don't really know I feel I came into Overwatch League just a little late I know we talked about some of it I think we started hearing names but no logos or anything because the first time I ever remember seeing the LA Valiant logo was in their introduction video, which is when they had the players taking off the jackets and all of a sudden at the end it was LA Valiant. Maybe someone in the chat can correct us, but that's the first time I remember seeing the Vala sign. Okay, so maybe maybe what we'll see first then is all the, the rosters and then we'll follow suit. But I want yeah, maybe knows? press releases and stuff kind of like that coming soon, but we'll see. We'll who talk knows? about that more when that comes around. I hope it's coming soon. I... I just need more Overwatch to kind of hold me over. I've been playing enough. Finally got my PC account to level 25, so I'm starting to play that ranked. Let you guys know next week where I end up being placed. But I'm having a feeling mid-gold. Oof. Yeah. Won't expect high.
Hey, now, I got to Diamond and uh, console. How hard can it be on PC? <laughs> I probably just pissed a lot of people off there. But, no, with that, is there anything else you want to kind of touch on? We're getting towards the end of the episode. Is there anything that um, you want to touch on or anything else, anything you want to bring up? Um, No, just uh, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm always excited for esports. It always seems like there's good things around the corner. Yeah, um, which is I mean, good world is happening right now. We have Overwatch announcements coming up. I'm sure there'll be other announcements we haven't even expected. Yeah, there. That is one something thing that I've noticed. Is there all? There's so many esports that there's always something coming up. We usually only talk about three or four of them, but even those three or four always have something coming up, which I love, and it keeps the hype going, which is what you need to live off of. So, it's how you thrive. I feed on the hype. You feed on the hype. But one more time before we go into our traditional closing, just remember if you do have Amazon Prime, you can connect that to your Twitch account and subscribe to the GameHouse channel. That gets emotes for all the podcasts. You get the subscriber chat for all the podcasts or anything that goes live. Woody will be going live right afterwards too, so it helps him out, gets his emotes, get the, the exclusive chat with him, all that kind of stuff. So please do do that. Follow us on Twitter. Um, oh, yeah, I got to do all that kind of stuff. But... Uh, totally disjointed. I feel like it's been forever since I've last did this. But again, please support us on Twitter. Leave a like, leave a comment. No matter where you watch or listen to us, it does mean the world to us. Our website is up now. It's projectesportspodcast.com. I put a little bit of work into that so you can go find all of our newest episodes and social media on there. But otherwise, it does mean the world to us. Dylan, when and where can these lovely people find us? Well, they can find us live every single Monday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on uh, the Game House's uh, Twitch channel. So that's twitch.tv slash the Game House. Um, so we go live there. Um, you can also find us on the Game House's uh, YouTube page. Um, the following day, all our videos are up there. And, of course, the classic. You can always go back and listen to the podcast in audio format on every single pod uh, podcast platform out there. I'm talking Spotify. I'm talking Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, probably a bunch of other ones that we don't even know the names of because they're just on all of them so just search any podcast platform we're going to be on it um as the project esports podcast as always and with that i'm i'm dylan and i'm andrew and thank you for listening to the project esports podcast with another traditional ending of the episode